WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. U.S. officials say an unidentified object was shot down by military fighter jets on Sunday over Lake Huron. It's not clear what the object was or where it came from, but Michigan government officials will continue to ask Congress for a full briefing. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell says they have some questions. We need to protect our national security. We need answers, and we need to let those that can do their job, and we need answers to many questions. According to reports, officials say the objects believed to have been the same one that was tracked and monitored over Montana by the government. Two aerial objects were shot down over Alaska and Canada because they were flying at altitudes that were posing a threat to commercial aircraft. Also, a Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the South Carolina coast. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is warning everyone against potential scams after more than 67,000 DraftKing customers had their personal data exposed during a cyber attack. She's reminding people of the security risks that come along with online gambling and gaming if people are not proactive about securing their information. According to Nessel, if you have BetMGM, DraftKings, or FanDuel accounts, you should take these steps to make sure your information stays private. Stay alert and monitor your financial accounts and credit reports. Secure your accounts. Change all exposed passwords, and if you use that password for other accounts, change those as well. Set up a two-step authentication for each account when offered to you. She also urges people who had their information leaked in the breach to freeze their credit so the scammers can't open accounts in their name. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey is not going to run for re-election in 2024. He says he plans to retire at the end of this year. Bailey has been sheriff for 22 years and started as a police officer in 1979. Under Sheriff Chuck Height will run for sheriff in 2024, but he's not yet made a formal announcement. Height does plan to become the county's interim sheriff when the office opens up. The Berrien County Prosecutor, the County Clerk, and Probate Court Chief Judge will make up the committee that will appoint an interim sheriff if Bailey retires before the end of his term in 2024. The latest round of water testing in Benton Harbor has found the city meeting all standards of the Safe Drinking Water Act. Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy spokesperson Scott Dean tells us it's good news. It's proof that Benton Harbor's critical infrastructure work has, has led to lower exposures from lead service lines. This is the third consecutive time in 18 months that Benton Harbor's water has met all standards of the Safe Drinking Water Act. Dean says the testing between July and December at 65 locations found lead below the federal action level of 15 parts per billion. 18 months ago, they turned in a result of 15, which is right at the action level. A year ago, they turned in a number of 14. And this most recent period from July 1st to the end of 2022 resulted in a calculation of nine parts per billion. Only two residential sites were over 15 parts per billion, and those samples were taken before their lead water service lines were replaced. Dean notes the state standard for lead will continue to get stricter and cities around Michigan are replacing old lines to be in compliance. In Benton Harbor, there are just 23 properties that have yet to receive lead line replacements, and Dean says that's because the state has not been able to get the permission of owners. In the meantime, city residents are urged to use filters until they have their homes inspected for lead pipes on the inside. There's a new candidate running for mayor of Benton Harbor. Sharp Foundation founder Gwen Johnson has thrown her hat in the ring, saying it's time for a new way in the city. 
Her platform includes honoring the voices and rights of the community, mental health advocacy, a racial equity department, job creation, peace on the streets, and the youth and elderly resources, among other things. The Sharp Foundation was founded in 2018, and it campaigns against police violence. The mayoral election will be held in November, along with elections for four city commission seats. Mayor Marcus Muhammad has not yet announced if he is seeking re-election. There will be a free presentation on the invasive oak wilt in Bridgman on Saturday. City manager Juan Ganum tells us the fungus infects trees and prevents them from nourishing themselves, leading to their deaths. Oak wilt has been a problem throughout southwest Michigan, including in Bridgman. We have had anecdotal information from residents in the area who have had to remove, some folks have had to remove more than 10 oak trees on, on their property alone. Uh, we don't have a comprehensive database of some empirical data of the total number of trees, but we know it's significant. And some trees have been lost on city property as well, down at Waco Beach in the campground. Gadoom says the guest speaker Saturday will be Dr. David Roberts. He's retired from Michigan State University, where he was a senior academic specialist. He continues to engage in research and presents lectures on various tree and plant issues throughout his small business called The Plant Doctor, LLC. He's also known as Michigan's Tree Doctor. Roberts will show the public how anyone can help stop the spread of oak wilt. The seminar will be at 10 a.m. at the Waco Beach Beach House on Saturday. A grant of $33,000 has been awarded to the city of Buchanan to expand access to the St. Joseph River. The city says the funds from the American Electric Power Foundation could help with efforts to create a mini-national park-type experience on Buchanan's riverfront. It'll better position the city to seek additional grants. Buchanan Community Development Director Richard Murphy says plans could include improved access roads, a boardwalk system, kayak and boat launches, fishing docks, parking, restrooms, and ecological restoration efforts. Abenmarsh is working with the city on its riverfront improvement efforts. Governor Gretchen Whitmer says her office will continue using TikTok to communicate with the people. Republicans in the Michigan legislature are proposing banning the application from all state-owned electronic devices. Whether we like it or not, that is a tool for disseminating important information. Whitmer said on CNN's State of the Union, parents need to get involved when it comes to concerns about social media and its effect on young people. we got to teach our kids that this is not a real robust offering of information for you to distill and make your own decisions. The platform has recently come under fire due to concerns about its ties to the Chinese Communist Party. It's also been banned on congressional lawmakers' phones due to perceived privacy risks. And St. Joseph Public Schools has announced a new program to provide its elementary students with small group tutoring in an effort to combat the learning loss that happened during COVID. The district's classroom teachers will provide the tutoring before and after school with a focus on ensuring students receive individualized attention and support in their areas of need. According to a report from Bridge, Michigan, fourth graders in the state saw bigger declines in reading scores than the national average in 2019, since 2019. Scores in math also declined, along with the rest of the nation. District Superintendent Jenny Fee says a new program was founded on the principle that high-impact tutoring is relationship-based and is grateful that teachers who have built positive relationships with their kids have chosen to dedicate their time and expertise to tutoring. The program is funded by a grant from the state of Michigan, which the district will soon use to implement the program at the middle school and enhance summer school programming at the high school. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. One topic dominated the White House briefing today. 
U.S. fighter jets taking down three objects over Alaska, Canada, and then the waters of Lake Huron. Over three successive days starting on Friday, Morph maybe sees Karen Travers. The White House says it has not been able to definitively assess what the objects are that were shot down by the U.S. military over the last few days. But spokesman John Kirby says... We acted out of an abundance of caution to protect the security, our security, our interest and flight safety. Kirby says the Biden administration does not assess that these objects pose any direct threat to people on the ground. And while there's no specific reason to think they were conducting surveillance, Kirby said that can't be ruled out. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Meanwhile, NATO is being forced to think about balloons. More from Tom Rivers at the Foreign Desk. At Alliance headquarters in Brussels, Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says of China and Russia, they're increasing their intelligence and surveillance activities against NATO allies with many different platforms. We see it in cyber, and we see it uh, with satellites, more and more satellites, and we see it in uh, with uh, balloons. In London, even the British Prime Minister now says UK warplanes are on standby to shoot down Chinese spy balloons if needed over its airspace. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. Moldova's president has outlined what she says are Moscow's plans to overthrow Moldova's government. She claims it involves the use of external saboteurs that would ultimately, quote, put our country at the disposal of Russia and throw it off course to one day join the European Union. President Maya Sandu's briefing today comes a week after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said his country had intercepted plans by Russian secret services to destroy Moldova, claims that were later confirmed by Moldovan intelligence. Sandu said the plans involved attacks on state buildings and taking hostages. There were no immediate reactions from Russian officials to Sandu's claims. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is headed to the southern border this week. More from ABC's Ann Flaherty. Kevin McCarthy will make his first trip as House Speaker to the U.S.-Mexico border. He'll arrive in Arizona on Thursday with a small group of newly elected Republican lawmakers. McCarthy is making good on a campaign promise to keep returning to the border as a way of highlighting what he says are the Biden administration's broken policies there. McCarthy and other members of Congress do have the power to create new immigration laws, but have not been able to agree on how to do that. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. Eight people were injured by a U-Haul truck traveling erratically in New York City, and police now say the driver's in custody. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more from Brooklyn. We're told the U-Haul driver screamed that he wanted to die as he sped off and led police on a brief chase. Law enforcement officials, though, were not immediately clear whether the statement is a significant part of what occurred. The driver is described as an Asian male with a history of run-ins with the police in which he was determined to be an emotionally disturbed person. A Georgia judge has ordered the partial release later this week of a report by a special grand jury that investigated efforts by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney announced the decision today. It comes three days after hearing arguments from prosecutors who urged the report to be kept secret until they decide on charges and a coalition of media organizations which pressed for its release. McBurney said the introduction and conclusion of the report, as well as the section in which the grand jurors expressed concerns that some witnesses may have lied under oath, will be released on Thursday. And there's growing pressure on the International Olympic Committee to ban Russian and Belarusian athletes. More from ABC's Ines de la Quatera in Paris. Lithuania's sports minister is saying that a group of 35 countries, including the U.S., Germany, and Australia, will demand that Russian and Belarusian athletes be banned from the 2024 Olympics in Paris. While Ukrainian President Zelensky has said their presence would be a, quote, manifestation of violence, end quote. But the head of the IOC, Thomas Bach, is not backing down, saying that while he shared the grief and 
and human suffering of Ukrainian athletes, governments should not be the ones choosing who can compete. Inez de la Quatera, ABC News, Paris. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.